Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. This is now episode 15, which I'm sure you guys didn't think we'd reach, but we are here. And we have a great episode uh, today in store. Uh, we talked to Steve and Kim from Eastwick Solutions, which is the company that's handling the study for the Potsdam revitalization. I've been going to the meetings uh, since last year, and the thing, I, the thing I like about Steve and Kim is that they're kind of no-nonsense. They're very objective, and they're very kind of methodical in their approach, and I think that's going to benefit not only Potsdam, but the surrounding area uh, a lot, especially when we consider what the next steps are. And that's kind of where they're at right now, is they're figuring out the next steps we need to make uh, as a community to make this whole revitalization kind of keep going, keep the momentum going. Now, before we get started, you guys know the drill here. I have to do a read from our sponsor. So, are you guys thinking about your retirement? I know I asked you that last week. And one thing I have to say here, I give, I give you guys a fresh read every week. All the other podcasters, they probably throw in a pre-recorded reading. Not here. We give you a fresh read. It's like straight from the oven, okay? Farm to table. So, if you're thinking about your retirement or if you have any questions at all, feel free to call Darren J. March. He's a certified financial planner with Raymond James. Darren has been advising clients in Northeast PA for 17 years. He's a POST native. He specializes in retirement planning and offers an independent, unbiased approach to investing. Raymond James does not offer its own investment products, which allows Darren to be able to structure a plan to fit your needs, not the needs of the firm. So if you have a 401k or a retirement plan from a former job, or if your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, you guys know the drill here. Give them a call for a free, no obligation review. 570-640-8010 or email them at darren.march at raymondjames.com. Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. So with that out of the way, I now present you Steve and Kim from Eastwick Solutions. How long, what exactly do you guys do and how long have you guys been doing it for? Sure. Eastwick Solutions started in 1996 when I was offered uh, a job for one of the sponsors at the 96 Olympics to really focus on hospitality mm -hmm. during the games. So it really, for me, was my first opportunity to see how tourism is an economic driver, really, by being in the trenches of, of the... Um, 96 Olympics. Neat. From there, we've really evolved into tourism, placemaking, how it impacts economic development. When Steve came on board with his background in revitalization, it added a whole new facet because we were able to bring planning and a lot of municipality know-how to the table to really create a package of understanding how to look at economic development through several different prisms. So my background is in city planning. I've worked in revitalization for nearly 30 years, mostly down in Montgomery County in southeast PA, but some other places as well. And so with Kim's background in tourism marketing and destination marketing and mine in revitalization and redevelopment, we think we've carved out an interesting niche. Absolutely. Now, I know, you know, You've been involved here with the, with the Pottsville Revitalization, and you know Padco found you guys, and I've gone to actually a couple of meetings myself, and it's exciting. I mean, what 
just based on your experience, what's the thing that has inspired you the most about the potential revitalization of, I always trip up on that word, revitalization, so just bear with me, <laughs> but the revital, revitalization of uh, Pottsville. Well, I think the one thing that immediately grabbed our attention was the incredible building stock that Pottsville has. I, I think when you travel down those streets and you see the elegance and you see the craftsmanship, you know that you've got a wonderful history to work with as well as terrific bones of a city. Mm -hmm. So that combined with Yingling for us, I think, was a huge starter to get excited about the potential and the possibilities. And also, I think the interest and the excitement from the residents. Uh, we have another partner in this project, uh, Bergman Associates, an uh, mm -hmm. engineering planning firm out of Conshohocken. And the planner from Bergman and I came up and uh, essentially pitched our proposal to PADCO and the city and some other folks and then went to an evening meeting at a local church back in June, even before we were officially hired. And we were blown away by the number of people out and their obvious passion about revitalizing downtown Pottsville. So, and I think also Kim and I have, have a soft spot in our hearts for historic downtowns. Mm -hmm. And cities the size of Pottsville really can can really be in a sweet spot. They're they're big enough to, to be a place, but they're not too big to be overwhelming or to have the kind of problems that bigger cities around the state have have suffered. Sure. Now, I think a lot of times when you live in an area, you don't appreciate the beauty of it because if you see it every day, I, I mean, I studied in Rome and I would pass the, you know, the the um, the Vatican every day, and I, I and I always tell my buddy, I'm like we got to appreciate this because it's right here. There's going to be a day that we're going to wish that we were passing this every day. As yeah. an outsider coming into Pottsville, is there anything that kind of stood out or just the county in general? Like, was there anything that kind of stood out to you that, wow, this is this has a lot of potential? Well, I think there's a couple of factors. As we mentioned, not only the great building stock and also, of course, the personality that Yingling brings to the town, to the city itself. But I can tell you, on one of our trips up there, up to Pottsville, a bald eagle swooped in front of a car, and we were very excited about that because that's something you don't get to see every day. And to your point, it wasn't the Vatican, but to have those unexpected encounters, I think make it remarkable to know that you've got this beautiful city in coal country where wildlife is thriving. It's a wonderful confluence of so many different types of assets and features that I think really help set Pottsville apart, and Schuylkill County for that matter. And Pottsville is also a very authentic place. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know you're in Pottsville and you're in Pottsville. It doesn't try to put on airs. And one of the things that we are looking at as we write the plan is how do we leverage that authenticity? Uh, as Kim will tell you, in tourism, authenticity sells. And in revitalization, authenticity sells. You want to leverage the local assets that are there and build on them. You don't want to create something entirely new, entirely different, because Pottsville is a proud city, and we want to work, build on, upon that base. 
Yeah, it's refreshing to hear you guys say that because I know you said you listened to a couple of the other podcasts. And the one thing that I've kind of taken away just doing this myself is people are proud to be in this area, whether they still live here or not. So to have an outsider come in and see that right away. And, and I think that's why people are so excited is, you know, they kind of, I mean, I guess we all yearn for that nostalgia. So we kind of want to make it what we know it, it was when we were growing up. It's just awesome to see. I mean, the, the last meeting, I mean, there was close to 200 people there and they weren't just there. I mean, they were active participants. So I, I think the momentum, hopefully we could keep that going. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a key point is there is momentum and it's thanks to leaders like Savas Logitha Titus, who I know you've already interviewed, Absolutely. and Obash, and several other city leaders. But I just wanted to get back to, you, you mentioned the nostalgia bit, and that that is very romantic, but we aren't, we aren't looking to turn Pottsville back to the city it was in 1950. Mm-hmm. Quite, it will never be that city again, and, and it won't be that city. But it can be just as great of a city as it was, but it's going to have a different retail mix. Sure. It's going to have a different demographic component to it. Uh, it's going to have a different feel to it, but it's going to be a vital, vibrant place like it was back in the 50s. And I think what's important is that we take that sense of authenticity and combine it with relevancy for today's community and today's expectations of live, work, and play. So we can still communicate the authenticity of Pottsville, but it has to be relevant to what people are looking for in a live workspace, as well as a tourism or a visitation experience. Now, what would you say would be the biggest challenge for, for Potsil to make this, you know, kind of kind of become a reality? Wow. Well, that's th- there are a number of challenges. There is a lot of disinvestment. People have not put private dollars into downtown Pottsville uh, to a large enough extent, although there have been several that have. Mm -hmm. We understand there's nine new retail places just in the last year in downtown. Uh, But it it is going to need some significant private investment. It's going to need the private property owners to step up and and do the right thing and not continue to neglect their buildings. It's going to take leadership from both the public sector, from the city, and from other public entities, and from the private sector side. It's going to take the residents keeping their eye on the ball and keeping the elected officials accountable and responsible. One of the key cross-cutting ideas we have for Pottsville is there needs to be collaboration and cooperation for the plan to be implemented, to actually take effect. And so there's a lot of communication that needs to occur. There's a lot of working together that has to occur to to reach our goal. Great. Now, um, how long... In an ideal world, I mean, how long? I mean, obviously, we're seeing the signs of it. Even in in the, in the last year, you see, you know, more people come to a meeting. I mean, I know that's not progress out in the streets, but that's progress just in terms of just the general attitude towards the whole project. I mean, how long does something like this typically take? I mean, I I, I don't know if you have like an example, like a like a Maniunk, for example. I mean, that's obviously close to to a Philly, but how long how long did like Maniunk take to to become Maniunk? Because it, it used to be just furniture places, right? Like. 30, 40 years ago? Well, Maniunk was always a working mill town. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let Steve address that. He may have numbers 
more readily available? So Maniunk's revitalization actually started back in the 1970s with the city investing in uh, rebuilding a towpath along the canal and then that becoming part of the Schuylkill River Trail. So Maniunk took decades. Uh, I think a closer example is Jim Thorpe. Uh, okay. We hear people talk a lot about Jim Thorpe. It's just right down the road from Pottsville. Well, Jim Thorpe, ironically, started in that same time area. It started with a bicentennial. But I think what we want to communicate to people is it will take time, but revitalization is incremental and it's cumulative. And one of the key factors is you need to have uh, people that are, are, are kept accountable for what their actions need to be, and it needs to be celebrated. All of the small successes, the, the new restaurants in town, the streetscape around Garfield Square, the fact that Yingling now has a gift shop and, a, and they're going to have a small museum, these are all things that have to be publicized and promoted and communicated because it is going to be a step-by-step -step approach to revitalizing downtown. And I think revitalization is, is a very organic process. Mm -hmm. so it creates a lot of different ripple effects where you may see one person fix up their house or maybe start renting it out for an Airbnb and that idea will take root and begin to populate throughout the, the city itself. So one of the, the tactics we really encourage is to lead by example. To Steve's earlier point, revitalization takes decades, but it starts with a few small steps, which I think Pottsville has already achieved. We are so excited and impressed with the community turnout, and we hope that by engaging the residents in the actual process through volunteer and through uh, in-kind services and donations, we can really help continue that momentum and that enthusiasm about this. Now, Kim, this question is for you, and maybe you haven't gotten this far, but what would be like the ideal tourist weekend in, in Pottsville? I mean, if you're, if you're out of town and you come looking down the road, I mean, what, what would that look like? Well, I think you could um, probably take the train in from Jim Thorpe, uh, arrive, stash my bag someplace, hop on a trolley, uh, perhaps head up to the brewery, for the tour and some tastings, then head down to the theater and watch a viewing of Centralia. Don't forget lunch. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got hungry. So, of course, I'd want to stop someplace for lunch. Um, then perhaps um, then see Centralia, maybe do some shopping, check into my hotel, take a nap, and then head back out, catch some galleries, um, a late dinner, and talk to some locals. My next day would probably be a walking tour so that I could get to know some of the literary giants that have been there, uh, catch some art. I think that as, it, as the, the city itself grows, I think you're going to start to see a lot of small gems come out and start to shine. A lot of things just need to be polished, ideas need to be nurtured, and we'll have some, some great offerings in the future. I think Mud and Maker is a wonderful opportunity mm -hmm. to really pull up your sleeves and create a memory in so many different ways. Yeah, my, my mom has uh, the, the bridal store, Juliet Bridals. And oh, yeah. 
yeah. And she's always amazed when, like I said, if you live in an area for so long, you know, sometimes you become jaded, but she's always amazed, you know, people would come down from Bloomsburg or, or from, you know, the Berwick area and they'll always say, oh, wow, Potzel's, you know, really charming, you know, so it's good. I think we just got to brush it off a little bit. I mean, I, I know it's more than that, but it's it's nice, again, to hear someone, you know, think about it in terms of this could be a really fun place to go for a weekend, whether it be a girl's weekend or a guy's weekend. I mean, England beer is huge. I mean, I, I know guys at work, I mean, they go nuts over, you know, these local beers and to have, you know, America's oldest brewery. And then you also have, I know it's not impossible, but you have the Ali camp, which is, which is right. kind of getting refurbished. So, I mean, there is definitely stuff to do once you get there and maybe go kayaking down to Schuylkill. I mean, you could, you could definitely make a weekend out of it, if not more. So, Absolutely. And one of the points we want to make in the plan is downtown Pottsville matters. And your mom mentions people coming in from out of out of town to shop there. And we have the data that shows that people do come downtown to shop and to eat. We found that in 2016, almost a third of all the restaurant sales in a five mile radius of downtown were spent downtown. So people are coming downtown, mm -hmm. people are shopping downtown, but one of the points we want to make and get people to understand and accept is downtown Pottsville matters. We can't just discard it. We can't just say, oh my gosh, Pottsville used to be so great, now it's not, I'm not going back. That's not going to work. As a city planner, I can tell you that the central city in a region affects the region's economic health. And as goes the central city, so goes the economic health of the region. So for the sake of Schuylkill County and the surrounding towns, Pottsville has to thrive. There's really not a choice. It's a question of how we're going to work to make that happen. By the way, Kim, I, I work in TV. Um, say screening. I know I, viewing is also good. Say, say screening of a movie. I, I always uh, tease people at work when they say viewing because I said it, it sounds so negative. It sounds like it's, it's a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. No, no. I, I make the same mistake, too. Sometimes it is a, it is a viewing. With some of the, some of the um, but I think that, that people are genuinely curious about the culture that's, that has surrounded and really built Pottsville. And tourism, especially, is an opportunity to tell that story. Mm -hmm. People, and full disclosure, and I don't know if you know this, but I worked for Anheuser-Busch for 10 years in oh, their okay. Vision. And I've been on their brewery tours countless times. I was so blown away to go through the Yingling tour and see those hand-dug caves. That's, that's extraordinary to me, to be able to touch the interiors of those walls that men spent 10 years digging for beer. And I think that it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to tell the story of the coal miner and the coal region and the role that Yingling played in the coal miner's life. So to me, to be able to see a screening of Centralia, it just adds another component of what is coal, how did it build this city, and how did it shape the community that thrived in this, in this beautiful city. So to me, it's it's so many different facets, and there's so many different dimensions, and I just think it's a wonderful opportunity to tell the story. Absolutely, I mean, and you even have John O'Hara, the the, the great writer of the, of the 20s, 
and uh, you know Molly Maguire's were, were were hung at, at I mean a lot of people come just to see that uh, yeah. especially with the strong Irish community <clears throat> yep I think that's we you know in many circles it's called dark tourism mm-hmm. when you tell the story that it's dark and it's kind of the ugly side of life but it's a vital component to the story the struggle the the justice or the injustice these are all important to be able to communicate when you're telling the story of of your town absolutely and i think people around this area they kind of they savor that they they take pride in knowing that there was a struggle i mean you could tell by the people here i mean they're just salt of the earth people and you know even like the ewan brewery I mean, it's in a neighborhood, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not like, I mean, there's, there's a church connected, there's houses right there. You know, you go toward these other breweries. I mean, they're very sterile in terms of very corporate. I mean, it's, it's authentic. I mean, I guess that's the key word with the whole process is just how authentic everything is here. And, and it will remain that way. Yeah. It's a wonderful legacy. Absolutely. What's the next step now? I mean, so, so what are you guys working on? So we had, as you mentioned, we had a great public turnout at our last public workshop at the Lodge at Sharp Mountain, and I got to give a shout out to Keith Maley and the folks at the Lodge. They Absolutely. gave that space for free. We thank him for that. They treated us well. So we've got our public input. We've got our research done. We've talked to a lot of people. We've read a lot of things. We've visited a lot of places. Now we're putting pen to paper, as us old folks say, or fingers to keyboard, and we're drafting the strategy. We are going to have that done in about three weeks, and we are working with a steering committee that includes representatives of the city, uh, the county, the Visitors Bureau, the Chamber, PADCO, the Economic Development Agency, the County Economic Development Agency, the Business Association, and they are guiding us, they will review that draft and then provide us comments back. We will then finalize the plan and we expect to have a final plan and our last public meeting to present that final plan sometime in March. Mm -hmm. Keep their eyes on the Pottsville Business Association Facebook page. That's where uh, I know that the announcement will be made. We aren't sure of the date yet on when that public meeting is. But that's really the kickoff to implementing the plan. That's really when we, the consultants, finish our work and hand it off to you all in Pottsville and say, here's your playbook. Here are the first steps you need to get going. Now go to it. And what I love about having you guys on board, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I hope people realize this, is that you guys are an objective party. So, you know, you don't have the, the, the strings of nostalgia pulling on you. I mean, you're just looking at numbers and kind of actual, you know, logistical things that, that can work. A lot of times, you know, if you're, if you're in the area, I mean, even myself, you'll come up with ideas that probably are not that feasible or, you know, because you just have this idea in your head of what it could be or, or should be. But I, but I do love the fact that you guys approach it from a very, you know, objective standpoint. And I think that's very, very beneficial, you know, to the whole process. We hope so. I mean, we we aren't selling a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. We we believe in the future of Pottsville. We think it's got a lot going for it. There are a lot of challenges that also face it. But we found in our experience that you can sell somebody a fairy tale, but it doesn't go anywhere, and then everybody's angry. Sure. And what we want to be is realistic in our recommendations. We want to be feasible. And so it's not going to be 
like a revitalization plan of the 1960s where they thought, well, let's tear down downtown and build a suburban shopping mall in its place. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Instead, the revitalization we're recommending is going to be step-by-step. It's going to be measured and it's going to be building upon itself. It's it's not going to be one mega project that's going to solve all of Pottsville's woes. One thing, you know, you mentioned the mall and, you know, I, I hear people around here, you know, rightfully they, they get upset because of Schuylkill Mall, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know the Schuylkill Mall up in Frackville. Oh, yes. So that, that's getting it's torn down and everyone's saying like, you know, these malls, you know, it's awful, this area. And I, and I like to tell people, it's not just this area. I mean, you go down by, I mean, I think there's a mall in Media, PA, which is, you know, it's right by Philly. Malls right. just in general are, are having trouble across the country. So I know people sometimes they get frustrated with that. And they say, well, Schuylkill Mall, you know, here in School County. It's, I mean, my sister lives in, in Watertown, uh, Massachusetts, which is, it's booming. Their mall is going through a, a process of, it had an upgrade and stuff like that. So... I, I know people sometimes look at the mall and say, oh, my God, it's, it's not surviving. This area is terrible. But I think that's and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a trend that's kind of going across the country? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, there's a website called deadmall.com. Yeah, we, we made it there. Schuylkill Mall made it. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> but I think that people people have changed their attitudes about shopping. We really encourage to shop local. When we look at the amount of money that stays in the community if you buy locally, it's significant. If you purchase locally from an independently owned store, about 65% of your dollars stay in your community. Whereas if you shop on chains, it's very different. If you shop online, absolutely no money at all comes. But I think people are, are really, especially in this electronic age, they're looking for that personal experience to interact with the shop owners, chat them up, find out a little bit more about you know, why they're in business, why they're in business, where they're in business, how long they've been there. I'm sure your mom can tell lots mm-hmm. of stories about how it's that personal interaction that makes a purchase special. And she probably has a long history of repeat families and repeat customers. Absolutely. And she's become a tradition. She's become a mainstay in family lives. And it's that type of retail that really helps foster revitalization and support an economic boom in downtown retail. And when you look at the retail landscape, I mean, it has changed dramatically. But we don't think Pottsville, the competitor for Pottsville is not, is not the former Schuylkill Mall or the Cressona Mall or the Fairlane Village Mall. That's not, people go to those malls for other reasons. Mm-hmm. People are going to go to downtown Pottsville because it is walkable, because there is a great bakery downtown, because you can get a great grilled cheese sandwich, because you can stop into the Schuylkill County Historical Society and see these great photographs and hear about the history of the region. Downtown retail has not successfully competed with suburban malls. It's a different experience. But there is enough demand for for people coming downtown that we think retail has a future in downtown Pottsville. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know I lived in New York for six years and I, you know, I lived uh, in, in Harlem and, you know, in the, people think, oh, it's New York. It's huge. You, you pretty much stay in your neighborhood a lot of times. So it's kind of a small it's kind of a small Pottsville. And, you know, there's a million small Pottsville in a big city. So 
Yeah, it's about that bakery. It's about you know that restaurant you go to, and it's just the familiarity too of of knowing going in and seeing a shop owner that you know. That's refreshing. You know, it's it you feel comforted doing that. Now, I, I, have you guys ever been to? I, this may be a bad example. Have you guys ever been to Hudson, New York? Y- yes, uh, we have. It was might be fifteen years ago. So it's been a while. Yeah, I, I when I, I went there once and it kind of re- reminded me a lot of Potsdam, just like the, the building mm. structure and just, you know, that was probably six years ago. But when I went, I said, you know, this this could be some elements of this could definitely be Pottsville. You know, it's kind of like this abandoned town. And, you know, I mean, there's a train that runs there from New York, but it's still a two hour ride. And, you know, we're not right. far from Philly or we're not even far from New York, really. Right. Well, well, we see revitalization of Potsdam having three legs. One is tourism, which we've talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. Another is arts and entertainment, which is based on the fact that you have events going on now in Pottsville around the arts, like the Block of Art. You have the Dreamcatcher uh, up on uh, uh, North Center Street. Mm-hmm. You've got the Majestic Theater providing uh, plays and, and an, uh, sometimes a theater. And the third leg is getting people to live downtown and in fact the city is about to hear a zoning amendment that is going to finally allow residences to be built above stores uh, previously only if you were the shop proprietor oh, okay. could you live in the upper floors on downtown so uh, the city has already started what is a really key step in getting people to live downtown but that idea of living downtown, working downtown, playing downtown, eating downtown, shopping downtown, that's a theme that we think is going to be successful for Pottsville. Now, do you think like someone like, like from a Philly area, like not, not a developer per se, but will see an opportunity in Pottsville and say, hey, I, I could buy a building here for pretty cheap, you know, put, put a retail shop on the first floor, make some nice condos on the second and third floor. Is, is that, I know it's possible, but is that a realistic you know, expectation to some degree? Well, I, I think it is. The, the the fear, though, is Philly may be too far away. We know there are a lot of absentee landlords in Pottsville. We know there have been New Yorkers that have come down and bought property or not even come down and bought property sight unseen because it was cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really encouraging more local investment. We, we think people from Schuylkill County, from Berks County, from nearby counties are the ones who really should be investing in Pottsville because they understand the market better than somebody from Philly does. I do know there are developers, uh, there is a at least one developer from the Reading area that has already invested in Pottsville, um, has retail on the ground floor and has a couple of apartments above. He wants to buy more property. So I think there will be some out-of-town investors who will be looking to invest in Pottsville, but we're really trying to encourage a more homegrown investment community. And I think if you can look at a place, for instance, um, Phoenixville or Conshohocken, sure, yeah, they really started to turn the, the corner of the revitalization. And while eventually they did get bigger investors there, you see a lot of cross-pollinization of more local investments. So in Phoenixville, you've got some investors from Conshohocken. You've got some bigger investors, but what you see is more of the local private investors pouring money in there because it's they see it's in their best interest 
to reinvest in their own communities. Sure. And see it as, I mean, we, we think there's going to be local investment first. Um, then that's, you know, successful places attract uh, investors. So, um, but again, it's, it's more let's start small, let's start local and, and build our way up and, and not expect uh, a big Philly developer or a big New York developer or a big D.C. developer to come into Pottsville and, and uh, you know, renovate half of downtown. With that, we don't think that's realistic. Sure. Now, my last question is, as an outsider, what's been your, your favorite aspect of uh, Pottsville, whether it be a food you ate, just an experience? Is there anything that kind of stood out? Well, I, I've got to tell you, I get weak need about the brewery tour. Mm-hmm. For me, that was... <laughs> That was that just blew me away, and um, so I, I think I think for me that's I still have I'm still very infatuated with the brewery tour. Yeah, well, Kim took my line. I mean, I think the caves at in the brewery are phenomenal, but since she took that, I'm going to go with the Schuylkill County Historical Society. Yeah, that's a neat and, building. The holdings that they have in there are are phenomenal. I'm a I'm a big history buff. And uh, understanding some of the history of Schuylkill County was really eye-opening for me. Yeah, and that's an old school, too. It's, it's a great building there on Center Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the history behind it, too. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I think uh, people are going to really enjoy this. And if they haven't gone to the meetings, hopefully this will kind of fill them in a little more and maybe get them excited to, to, to get more involved. Well, we thank you. So. It's, yeah, it's thank been you, our Alfredo. pleasure. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. All right. Thank we'll you. see you at the next meeting, Alfred. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Thanks Good again. Night. Bye-bye. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that. If you haven't been going to the Pottsville revitalization meetings, I, I highly recommend you go. Uh, it started off, I think, with maybe 30 people there. And a couple of weeks ago, there was close to 200 people there for the for the meeting. And it's it's nice because they're actually listening to you. They're taking your input. So you actually do have a voice there. And again, I can't thank you guys enough. We are growing a little bit every week with uh, listeners. So please keep telling people and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. I started an Instagram account, uh, Coal Region Campfire. And um, again, I'm going to try to add some more videos and stuff like that. So make it a little more than just a podcast. See you next week.